Blog Talk Radio. While I'm planting the seeds that our ancestors left us, I'm confronted with the same misunderstandings. When will they look at me like I look at myself? We're still fighting and dying for the same love and reason. You want me to be perfect on paper, then want to treat me like I don't matter. It's hard to imagine what it feels like on the other side. And I can't help the way God made me, and there's nothing you can do to change it. If we ever want to make things better, we should do it right now. Cause ain't nothing. Good afternoon to our listeners. You are listening to Global Gospel. I'm your host, Reverend Lamar Townsend, and we are here every Saturday from 1 p.m. until 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time sharing with you the gospel and the good news. That was blush with enough is enough. And every now and then we have to declare that enough is enough. Well, tell your family, tell your friends, tell your neighbors to log on to www.blogtalkradio.com slash global hyphen gospel. Uh, we want you to know we do not own the rights to any of the music that you hear today, but we pray that it is a blessing to you, you, and to you. In addition to Blog Talk Radio, we are syndicated on Apple iTunes, on Spotify, and on Google Play. 
So we want you to connect with us on those platforms as well. All you have to do is look for Global Gospel. We are on Facebook. We are on Instagram. We are on Twitter. We are on Tumblr. If you go to our Facebook page, our Twitter page, or our uh, or if I go to our Facebook page, our Twitter page, or our Tumblr page, there is a direct link to each and every episode. So we certainly want to hear from you on there as well. Connect with us. If you would like to connect with us through mail, you can reach us at P.O. Box 5331. That is in Hempstead, New York, where the zip code is 11550. Our email address is globalgospel17 at gmail.com. That's globalgospel17 at gmail.com. We are certainly looking to hear from you, our listeners. Certainly, we shout out all of our listeners today around the world. Those New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Maryland, Delaware, Virginia, Washington, D.C., North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Florida, California, Michigan, Illinois. Certainly, we thank God for you, for those that are in Canada, for those that are in the United Kingdom, for those that are in South Africa, Nigeria, uh, Portugal, Spain, France. Brazil, Colombia, Australia, Japan, Turkey, the, the Kenya, the Democratic Republic of Kenya, Congo, Mozambique. We thank God for you, you and you, our listening audience. For those that have tuned in for the first time, our theme scripture, uh, our theme scripture here is Second Corinthians chapter four, verse three. If our gospel be hid, it is hid to them. So at our loss, and we pray today that no one is lost, but that you receive the gospel of Jesus Christ, that you know that the gospel is good news and glad tidings, that the gospel came to heal you, to deliver you, to save you, and to set you free. If you're down and out, if you're oppressed, if you're sick, if you're suicidal, the gospel is here for you today. Christ came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. We want to take out this time to shout out our sponsors on today, just a few of them. We want to shout out MPT Enterprise, Marlin Townsend. We want to shout out Melanated Beards, Ryan Wilson. We want to shout out Third Lounge. We want to shout out Grandma Edda's Quilting, Margie Bradley Townsend, and the Nationwide Black Family Mediation Services, Lois Lynn Carter. Certainly, we do have a special lineup for you today. As we know, this is February. This is Black History Month, and certainly this is the second Saturday in February 2023. And certainly, we have some young people here that are ready and excited to share with you. So after this selection, you will hear from our panelists for today. Stay tuned and be blessed.
gifted, and black. Once again, those that have just tuned in, you are listening to Global Gospel, and this is our celebration of Black History Month. And so we want everyone uh, to prepare to hear from our young people on this Saturday afternoon. Once again, our number in studio, 619-924-0800. And our young people, uh, they are going to tell you who they are, where they're from, a little bit about themselves, and then they are going to present their presentation for this Saturday afternoon. Okay, so our first person is our person, our panelist number three. Number three. Hello and good afternoon, number three. Hi, my name is Kalania Tracy. I'm 15 years old from New York. Marion Anderson was born on February 27, 1897 in Philadelphia. Her father, John Anderson, was a delivery man, and her mother, Annie Rucker, was a teacher but had to work as a maid due to strict laws. Marion started singing solos in the Union Baptist Church, south side of Philadelphia. She became popular, and church members paid for her to take professional singing lessons. Separation prevented her from being educated. In the 1930s, she traveled to Europe, where she became well-known as a concert soloist using her contralto voice. The famous composer Toscanini said she had a voice that is only heard only once in a century. In 1939, the Daughters of American Revolution forbid her to sing at the Constitutional Hall because it was only for white performers only. On Easter Sunday, Marion sang at the Lincoln Memorial for a crowd of 75,000 people. She also became the first African-American to sing at the Metropolitan Opera. In 1963, she received the Presidential Medal of Freedom. She broke many color barriers in her life. She was not only an advocate for women and people of color. Today, we honor the memory and worldwide contributions of Marian Anderson, a great singer that expressed her versatility in the world of opera and as a keeper of the traditional Negro spirituals. Thank you, Kalania. And now we are going to hear a brief selection of Marian Anderson.
Gentlemen, there you heard it, a presentation by Kalania Tracy on Marian Anderson, and that was selection was the Gospel Train, Marian Anderson, a Negro spiritual. We have more to share with you, and the next selection will be coming from our panelist number four. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. My name is Andres, and I'm 11 years old, and I'm going to be reading a biography of Arthur Ashe. Arthur Ashe was born in Richmond, Virginia, to Arthur Ashe Sr. and Matthew Cordell Cunningham Ashe on July 10, 1943. Unfortunately, his mother died, and he was left alone with his brother to be raised by their committed father. His father worked for the recreation department. This allowed young Arthur to be exposed to sports. This was his introduction to the world of tennis. He began playing tennis at only six years old. At only 11 years of age, he was turned away from the Richmond City Tennis Tournament because no blacks were allowed. This one obstacle did not prevent him from fulfilling his dreams. He became more determined. He had many accomplishments in his athletic career. In 1968, he won the U.S. Open. In 1975, he won Wimbledon. He won three Grand Slam titles in his career. He was the first black person selected to the United States Davis Cup team. He was also the writer behind a series on black athletes called A Hard Road to Glory. Due to health challenges, he retired in 1980. He later contracted AIDS during a blood transfusion. He did not let this stop him. He became a health advocate and educator. His life accomplishment also included not only his fight for civil rights in America, but extended to the fight against in South Africa. Also, Ash, a brother, a son, a husband, a father. We celebrate his accomplishments and legacy during Black History Month. Thank you, Andres Norman, for that presentation on Arthur Ashe. And certainly we hope that someone learned something that they did not know before. Our next presenter is presenter number five. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Okay, maybe have a little connection problem. Hello, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Okay. We are going to come back to presenter number five. Hello? Yes. You there? Yes. All right. 
Good afternoon. How are you? I'm good. I'm BJ Norman from Roosevelt, and I'm 16 years old. Who will you be Lincoln talking Hughes to? Lincoln Hughes was born. Lincoln Hughes was born James Merker Lincoln Hughes on February 1st, 1901, in Joplin, Missouri. <clears throat> he was a well-known figure of the Harlem Renaissance. Lincoln Hughes was a poet, playwright, novelist, and civil rights activist. Through his Americans, through his writings, he depicted the life and daily struggles of African Americans. His works include joy, sorrow, history, hope, and jazz. Allow me to share a few. Mother to Son by Lincoln Hughes. Well, son, I'll tell you, life's Life for me ain't been no Christmas there. It's had tacks in it and splinters and boards torn up and places with no carpet on the floor. There. But all the time, I've been climbing on and reaching landing and turning corners and sometimes going in the dark where there ain't been no light. So, boy, don't you turn back. Don't you sit down on the steps. Because you find it's kind of hard. Don't you fall now. For I'm still going. Honey, I'm still climbing. And life for me ain't been no crystal, crystal stair. Dreams by Lincoln Hughes. Hold fast to dreams. For if dreams die, life is a broken winged bird that cannot fly. Hold fast to dreams. For when dreams go, life is a bare field. Thank you, Brian. And as we discuss dreams, this selection is from Diana Ross, who is certainly a part of our African-American history. And the words to this song are simply, if we hold on together as she shares about dreams.
Diana Ross if we hold on together of Diana Ross and the Supremes. Our number in studio, 619-924-0800. We will now hear further presentations. Presenter number six. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you today? Good. All right. Tell us about yourself. I'm Ariana Padgett, and I'm from Festival, Virginia. I'm 12 years old. Okay. Who will you be talking to us about today? About Nikki Giovanni. Nikki Giovanni was born in Knoxville, Tennessee, on June 7, 1943, as Yolanda Cornelia. Giovanni, her parents were Yolanda Cornelia and Jones Gus Giovanni. At a young age, her family relocated in Ohio in 1960 before finishing high school. She enrolled in a historic black college, Fisk University. Her beloved grandmother, whom, whom she had lived with, passed away shortly after her graduation. To cope with her pain and grief, she turned to writing. This was the beginning of a lifelong career. In 1969, she became a single mother as she, as she gave birth to her once and only son, Thomas Watson Giovanni. She was ostracized and criticized. One, once again, Nikki turned her pain into writing. As a new mother, she wrote six children's books. Nikki Giovanni is a writer, author, poet, activist, and educator. In the late 1960s, she had a role as an active, an active role in the Black Arts Movement. She is a member of Delta Sigma WACC Image Awards. She holds over 20 honorary doctorates. She is known for her public readings, appearances on television, and responses to the world events. One of her signatures is the use of African-American vernacular English. For Black History Month, we salute Living, the living legend of Nikki Giovanni. She raised awareness of Black culture. Allow me to share. Ego tripping, there may be a reason why. I was born in the Congo, walked the Fertile Crescent, and built Phoenix. I designed the pyramid so so tough that a star that only grows once every hundred years, falls to the center, giving a divine perfect light. I am bad. I sat on the throne taking nectar Allah. I got hot and sent to an ice age to, to Europe to cool my fish. My oldest daughter, Nefriti, the tears of my birth pain, created the Nile. I am a beautiful woman. Based upon the 
I gazed upon the forest and burned out the Sahara Desert with a packet of goat feet and a change of clothes. I crossed two I crossed in two hours. I am a gazelle so swift, so swift, you can't catch me. For a birthday present when he was three, I gave him a honorable and elephant. He gave me Rome for Mother's Day. My strength flows ever on. My son Noah built a new ark. And I stood proudly with at the hill. As we sailed a soft summer day, turned myself into and was music. Men in tone, my loving name, all praises. All phrases. I am the one who would save those diamonds in my backyard. My bowels deliver Ukrainian. Filling my the fillings from my fingernails are semi precious jewels. On the on a north trip, I caught a cold and blew my nose with oil to the Arab world. I am so hip, even my I failed. I sailed west to reach east and had to round off the earth as I went. My hair from my head thin to gold as I went across three continents. I am so perfect, so divine, so ethereal, so surreal. I cannot be comprehended except but my permission, I mean, I can fly like a bird in the sky. All right, thank you, Ariana. Our next presenter, presenter number seven. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. I'm 16 years old. My fault. And today I got Thomas Day. Although it is not a popular subject, the black man has been at the forefront of the business world for many years. How many of you have heard of Thomas Day? He was born around 1801 in Dinwiddie County, Virginia. He was a person of mixed race in the pre-Civil War South. He was a well-known craftsman, furniture maker, cabinet maker, farmer, and business owner. Thomas Day spent most of his life in Milton, North Carolina, where he employed blacks and whites alike. He was well-respected in his community. His furniture was so profound that it was requested by wealthy plantation owners and governors. Thomas Day was hired by the University of Carolina to provide furniture for one of the original buildings at the Chapel Hill. He was a pioneer. He was a pioneer in technology progressed because he made he made the switch from hand tools to steam power tools. This increased his production as well as his wealth. Thomas Day did not allow color, racism, or segregation to keep him from success. He was privately educated with white children. As an upstanding citizen in society, he was welcomed into the Milton Presbyterian Church to worship alongside the white community of Milton, North Carolina with his family. Today, his furniture will stand strong in the North Carolina Museum of History. Today, we salute Thomas Day. Thank you, Elijah. We mm-hmm. are going no to yeah. take we're going to take a break. John Legend and Common Glory. Stay tuned. It will be out. It will be out. Oh, one day when the war is won, we will be sure. We will be 
to the heavens, no man, no weapon. Formed against, yes, glory is destined. Everyday women and men become legends. Sins that go against our skin become blessings. The movement is a rhythm to us. Freedom is like religion to us. Justice is juxtaposition in us. Justice for all just ain't specific enough. One son died, the spirit is revisiting us. True and living, living in us. Resistance is us. That's why Rosa sat on the bus. That's why we walk through Ferguson with our hands up. When it goes down, we woman and man up. They say stay down and we stand up. Shots, we on the ground. The camera panned up. King pointed to the mountaintop and we ran up. One day when the glory comes, it will be out. It will be Woman and child, even Jesus got his crown in front of a crowd. They march with the torch, we gon' run with it now. Never look back, we done gone hundreds of miles from dark roads, heroes to become a hero. Facing the league of justice, his power was the people. Enemy is lethal, a king became regal. Saw the face of Jim Crow under a ball ego. No one can win the war individually. It takes the wisdom of the elders and young people's energy. Welcome to the story we call Victoria. The coming of the Lord, my eyes have seen the glory One day, when the glory comes, it will be out, it will be out Oh, so oh. day when the glory comes. We are back and our next presenter is prepared to share with us now. Good afternoon, presenter. Good afternoon. Tell us who you are. My name is Luciano and I'm 14 years old and I'm from New York. I'm reading a story called What If There Are No Black People? This is a story of a little boy named Theo who woke up one morning and asked mom, what if there were no black people in the world? Well, mom thought about that for for a moment and said, son, follow me around today and let's just see what it would be like if there were no black people in the world. Get dressed and we'll get started. Theo ran to his room to put on his clothes and shoes, but there were no shoes and his clothes were all wrinkled. He looked for the iron, but but when he reached for the ironing board, it was no longer there. You see, Sarah Boone, a black woman, invented the ironing board and John, and Jan E. Mattiswinger, a black man, invented the shoe-lasting machine. Oh, well, Mom said. Go go and do your hair. Theo ran in his room to comb his hair, but the comb was not there. You see, Walter Stammons, a black man, invented the comb. Theo decided to just brush his hair, but the brush was gone. You see, Lydia, Lydia O. Newman, a black female, inve- invented the brush. Well, 
He was a sight. No shoes, wrinkled clothes, hair, a mess without the hair care inventions of Madam C.J. Walker. Well, you get the picture, Mom told Theo. Let's do the chores around the house and then take a trip to the grocery store. Theo's job was to sweep the floor. He swept and swept and swept. When he reached for the dustpan, it was not there. You see, Lloyd P. P. Ray, a black man, invented the dustpan. So he swept his pile of dirt over in the corner and left it there. He, he then decided to mop the floor, but the mop was gone. You see, Thomas W. Stewart, a black man, invented the mop, thought to himself, I'm not having any luck. Well, son, Mom said, we should wash the clothes and prepare a list for the grocery store. When he was finished, Theo went to a place to clothes in the dryer, but it was not there. You see, George T. Simone, a black man, invented the clothes dryer. Theo got a pencil and some papers to prepare for the list for the market, but noticed that the pencil lead was broken as well. He was out of luck because John Love, a black man, invented the pencil sharpener. He reached for a pen, but it was not there because William Purevitz, a black man, invented the fountain pen. As a matter of fact, Lee Baridge invented the type typewriting machine and W.A. Lovett, the, the printing press. So they decided to head out to the market. Well, then Seal opened the door and he noticed the grass was as high as he was told. You see, the lawnmower was invented by John Burr, a black man. They made their way over to the car and found that it just wouldn't go. You see, Robert Spikes, a black man, invented the automatic gear shift, and Joseph Gamel invented the supercharged system for the intercombustion engines. They noticed that the few cars that were moving were running into each other and having rest because there was no traffic signals. You see, Garrett A. Morgan, a black man, invented the traffic light. Well, it was getting late, so they walked to the market and got the groceries and returned home. That's when they were about to put away the milks, eggs, and butter. They noticed the refrigerator was going. You see, John Sanders, a black man, invented the refrigerator, so they put the food on the counter. By this time, they noticed it was getting mighty cold. Theo wants to turn up the heat, and what do you know? It was not there. You see female invented the heating furnace even in the summertime they would have been out of luck because frederick jones a black man invented the air conditioning it was almost time for theo's father to arrive home he usually took the bus but there was no bus because its precursor was the electric trolley invented by another black man albert t robinson he usually took the elevator from his office on the 20th floor but there was no elevator because Alexander Miles, a black man, invented the elevator. He usually dropped off the office mail at a nearby mailbox, but it no longer was there because Philip Downing, a black man, invented the letter drop mailbox, and William Perry invented the post-marketing and canceling machine. Theo sat at the kitchen table with his head in his hand. When is his father arrived, he asked. Why are you sitting in the dark? Why? Because Lewis Howard, Latimer, Vladimir, a black man, invented the filament with, within the light bulb. Theo quickly learned what it would be like if there were no black people in the world. Not to mention, if he were ever sick and needed blood, Charles Drew, a black scientist, found a way to preserve and store blood, which led to starting the world's first blood bank. And what if a family member had to have a heart surgery? This would not have been possible without Dr. Daniel Hale Williams, a black doctor who performed first open heart surgery. So if you ever wonder, like, where would be without blacks? Well, it's pretty plain to see we could very well still be in the dark.
Thank you, Luciano. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are just about coming to the conclusion of the hour, and certainly we want to prepare to hear from you, our listening audience. And so as we share this next selection from Sam Cook, we want you to prepare to call in and shout us out, 619-924-0800, or there perhaps may be something that you would like to share with us, the listening audience. Sam Cook, a change is going to come. Gentlemen, 
a change is going to come. Our next two presenters are here with us. Good afternoon. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Good. All right. Tell us your name and share your presentation. My name is Camille Gross, and my presentation is on Maya Angelou. Maya Angelou was born on April 4, 1928, as Margareta Annie Johnson in St. Louis, Missouri. Active dancer and singer, you name it, she did it. But it's through the painful events, and after losing her voice, she found it again. From then on, she never stopped speaking. Maya Angelou that worked both with Malcolm X and Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Allow me to share one of her famous poems. She did you may tread me in the very dirt, but still like dust I'll rise. Does my sadness upset you? Why are you beset with gloom? Because I walk with I've got oil wells pumping in my living room. Just like moons and like suns, with the certainty of tides, just like hope springing high, still I'll rise. Did you want to see my broken, bowed head and lower eyes? Shoulders falling down like teardrops, weakened by my soulful cries. Does my haughtiness offend you? Do you take it awful hard? Because I laugh like I've got gold mines digging in my own backyard. You may shoot me with your words. You may cut me with your eyes. You may kill me with your hatefulness. But still like air, I'll rise. Does my sexiness upset you? Does it come as a surprise? Like I dance like I got diamonds at the meaning of my thighs. Out of the hut of history's shame, I rise. Out of the past that roots in pain, I rise. I'm a black ocean leaping in wide. Welling and swelling, I bear in the tide. Leaving beside nights of terrors and fear, I rise. Into a daybreak that wonders clear, I rise. Bringing the gifts that my ancestors gave, I am the dream and the hope of the slave. I rise, I rise, I rise. Thank you, Camille. Thank you. Our next You're present- very welcome. All right. God bless you. Thank you. Our next presenter. Good afternoon. Hello. Hello, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Good. Tell our listening audience who you are and share your presentation with us. Okay. Um, my name is Kendall Gross and my presentation on Rebecca Coupler. Rebecca Cobble became the first African-American woman to receive an MD in She was a graduate from the New England Female Medical College. However, more, more widely talked about is Rebecca J. Cole, who was born in Philadelphia on March 16, 1846. She was the second, second African-American woman to receive an MD degree. She overcame gender and racial barriers, and she trained in all female institutions, run by the first generation of female physicians who gained around mid-century. She gained her clinical experience by working at Elizabeth Black, Blackwell's New York Infirmary for Women and Children. Throughout her career, colleagues praised her impressive clinical skills along with her tact, ability, and energy for her work. Another noted African-American is, Dor- is Dorothy Silich, founding spirit, who was who was born on October 10, 1898. At an early age, she moved from Boston in a middle-class neighborhood called Beacon Hill. She was from a family that had eight known attorneys. Instead of playing with toys, she spent her childhood helping 
injured animals. In 1925, she completed her medical training and moved to Washington, D.C. There was an a improvised neighborhood that she started her medical medical clinic. She was a obstetrician who was committed to lowering the morality rate among African-American communities in the South. As an activist and civil rights leader, she succeeded Mary McCaw Bethune as a president of the National Council of Negro, Negro Women. These women have made a great stride and paved the way for many African-American women in the health care field. We see nurses, physicians, and surgeons of color because the women dare to take a stand. They dare to make a difference, and now we build on their history and their legacy. We remember these great, we remember these great during Black History Month. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that concludes our presenters for today. And we want to thank all of our presenters, Kalania Tracy, Kendall Gross, Camille Gross, Andres Norman, Brian Norman, Ariana Paget, Elijah Paget, and Luciana Norman for sharing with us on today. And I know someone just wants to shout them out and encourage them. So our number in studio is 619-924-0800. We're going to give you one minute to collect your thoughts and to call to dial that number and then we'll be back with our conclusion for this Saturday afternoon. Stay tuned. Got my religion in Creeping in my room, oh, soon one morning, death come creeping in my room, soon one morning, death come creeping in my room, oh my Lord, oh my Lord, what shall I Got my religion in time. Your number out 
Um, somebody, you have your your music playing in the background. All right, all right, go ahead. All right, turn turn the background down, please. No background music, caller. Hello. All right. Good evening. Yes. Hello. Yes. Good evening to Minister Lamar and to all of my grand nieces and nephews. This is your Aunt Margie. I want to say Happy New Year to you. It was so nice to hear everyone perform today, and I'm looking forward to seeing you as part of those inventors, whether you're in the medical field, the poet field, whatever God has for you. Keep the good work up, and this is like the third generation of speakers. So love you guys, love you, and have a safe and a happy new year. All right. Thank you. God bless you. All right. We have a caller from the 240. Caller? Yes. Minister Townsend, this is your uncle, Oscar. And grandfather to Elijah and Ariana and uncle to all the other guests. I'm so proud of you all. Great job. And as my sister Margie just said, we're looking forward to great things from you all in the near future. And God bless you all. Great programming, Minister Townsend. All right. Thank you. God bless you. All right. We have another caller, 239. Good afternoon, Minister Townsend and all the listening audience. This is Aunt Barbara. I want to commend all of the young people, family members, as well as guests, that you young people are doing a marvelous and fantastic job. Your speaking was very eloquent and continue to do and move forward. And as um, my brother Oscar said, you will do great things, and in generations to come, we will be reading about you and our books and the history lessons. God bless you all. Love you all, family. Have a beautiful day. God bless you. All right. Our number in studio, 619-924-0800. Caller, 236. Peace and blessings. Peace and blessings to everybody. This is um, Marlon Townsend calling. From the state of New York, I want to shout out everybody. I want to encourage everybody to keep your head up high, keep your eyes open, be purposeful, because one day somebody will be telling your story the same way you were telling their story today. Thank you. God bless you. All right, 619-924-0800, 619-924-0800. Caller, 330-330. Three three zero. Okay. Maybe not. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that about wraps it up for this Saturday afternoon. If perhaps you didn't hear something that was said on today, we want you to know that we're syndicated on Apple iTunes, on Spotify, and on Google Play as Global Gospel. Also, we are on www.blogtalkradio.com slash global hyphen gospel. 
And we, again, we thank you. We're just going to do one more roll call. Thank you to all of our participants today, Kalania Tracy, Kendall Gross, Camille Gross, Andres Norman, Brian Norman, Ariana Paget, Elijah Paget, Luciano Norman. Thank you all for sharing with Global Gospel from around the country. And certainly they are not just in one location, but they are globally connected. We thank you, family, friends, neighbors, uh, all that supported this uh, particular event. We want you to remember one of my favorite scriptures, Jeremiah 29 and 11. I know the thoughts that I think towards you, thoughts of peace and not evil, to give you an expected end. And so no matter what it looks like, God has great things in store for all of us. Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man what God has in store for us. And so we pray God's blessings on your life. We're going to close in prayer, and we want you to listen to this concluding song. It's Rich Tolbert, Jr., I'm Alive. Uh, Father, we thank you today for your loving kindness. We thank you for your tender mercy. We thank you for this day that we've never seen before, God. We thank you uh, that you're able to move by your spirit, that you're able to lift heavy burdens, that you're able to destroy the yoke of bondage. We thank you that your word says that by your stripes we are healed. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but God, you deliver us out of them all. God, we ask that you remember every young person that participated on today one by one and name by name. You know their heart's desires. You know their thoughts are far off, God. We thank you for their parents, their grandparents, their guardians, their community, their neighborhood, their teachers, everyone that has been placed in their life to give them influence, God. God, we pray that you continue to cover them with your blood, that you keep them from the hand of the enemy, that you stay the hands of the enemy, keep them from all habits, all addictions, every evil presence that's around them. God, we ask that you be a hedge of protection around them, God. And we'll be careful to give your name the glory, the honor, and praise for you're worthy to be praised. You're able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we can ask or think according to your power that works within us. So, God, we thank you in advance for every blessing. God, have your way in our lives. This is our prayer in the name of the Father and of the Son and in the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I'm alive. Certainly we are alive today, and certainly we are alive because God has given us life, health, and strength. And so we conclude with I'm alive because God has a plan for each and every one of us. Stay tuned. God bless you, and enjoy your weekend. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.